It's um, Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 to 11. And in the Church Bibles, that's on page 1179. So Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. I need my glasses. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Sue. Good morning. Lovely to see you all. It was so good to see so many of you at the party on Friday night. It was such fun just uh, to gather together, wasn't it, and send Neil off in style. And did you like the sausages? They were good, weren't they? Someone said they're the best sausages I've ever had. And uh, I wasn't sure about that, so I did taste one. And they were amazing. They were delicious, weren't they? So that was good. So uh, we loved having you all. And uh, well done for sending Neil off in such good style. Do buy one of Pete's CDs. I've listened to it. They're they're great. This is just brilliant to give someone um, who you don't like for Christmas. And um, (laughs) for five pounds, that's quite good. Um, And they're actually actually great. It's a great CD. So do, um, Pete's still laughing, so that's good. So do um, grab one of those. And um, I was going to speak on passionate spirituality this morning. So I spent hours last week. writing a sermon, which I decided not to give because um, I don't know how you feel, but I actually think um, it would be good just to pause and think about uh, Friday, the referendum, the referendum result. Might be a bit weird in the church if we just sort of sail on normally or have a couple of sentences on that because, um, you know, I think that would be strange. So I want to uh, say a few things this morning just about uh, the events of last week. And I think the first thing I think we have to acknowledge is last Friday was a really momentous event uh, in the life of our country. And, um, you know, this is going to go down in history uh, as a really, really uh, significant and life-changing moment. And so I just wanted to acknowledge that and say, actually, you know, it's a momentous uh, event that's going to go down uh, in the history of our country. And that's why I wanted just to pause briefly on it. The, the, the second thing I did want to say is I know from conversations with you that, that some of you voted to um, remain in the UK and some of you have voted to leave. And uh, obviously, uh, that's fine. Uh, we excise our vote as we want to. But actually, within the, within the church, people are in different uh, camps, They have different perspectives. And that's normal, isn't it? And um, actually, it's just worth acknowledging that, though. Because, um, you know, I think um, 
that means that we'll have different views on the result on Friday, of course. And uh, I don't know what your uh, reaction was, but depending on how you voted, obviously, you would have woken up on Friday morning or stayed up through the night. I know a number of you stayed, stayed up through the night, but you'd have a different reaction. You know, if you voted um, to leave, you, you probably woke up joyous and finally we are free of the EU and we've been waiting for this for ages and finally whatever. And you'll feel really good and really, really um, excited about the future. Now, if you voted Remain, you're not going to have that reaction, are you? You probably woke up on Friday morning, and I, I spoke to, to people with both reactions. And, and actually, uh, you might have, have felt, oh my gosh, this is absolutely awful. This is disastrous. And I spoke to, I've spoken to people this morning uh, who said things like, you know, this feels like a death to me. And uh, this is like a divorce. And uh, actually, our country's ruined. Uh, and then on the other side, just to be fair, it might be finally our country's going to be redeemed and renewed. So we've got this different reaction um, going on. So I just thought it'd be good if we, if we had a show of hands. Um, I don't... <laughs> but, you know, it's worth just... Just um, seeing that, that difference, isn't it? The, the other thing to obviously say, this is the sort of politics 101, is that actually there was uh, a clear majority. And, you know, 52% of the country voted to leave, 48% uh, voted to remain. And uh, democracy works in such a way that that's the decision we've made. And, um, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a clear uh, outcome. I think it's also worth noting that the, the outcome uh, isn't, uh, it wasn't a huge majority in the sense of 52-48. Uh, that means there's, as a country, as all the papers are saying, we're quite split on the issue, aren't we? So it's not just, it's not just that, you know, within our families, within our friends, within our church, people are in, in, in different places, but actually as a country, we're quite split on the issue. And, uh, you know, millions of people are feeling really excited. Millions of people are also feeling quite gutted. And so that's just worth holding, I think, as we think about the uh, referendum. So um, how can we respond to what happened on Friday? I just want to offer some practical thoughts, if you like, which I, I hope will be uh, helpful. Now, Bex and I, we... Uh, woke up on Friday, we got the result, and we thought we, we need to say about, something about this. And so we, got, we received this um, statement from the Archbishop of Canterbury and York, and we thought that might be good just to circulate. So I hope everyone got an email just with that statement, and I hope you found it helpful. And uh, what I want to do is use that statement this morning just to think about how we might uh, practically respond to all of this, this, this key event in the life of our country. The first thing I want to encourage us to do is pray. And uh, Toby's just led us in a, in a great time of prayer. But, but actually, the Archbishop of York and Canterbury do say, let's pray. They say this, as those who hope and trust in the living God, let us pray for all our leaders, especially for Prime Minister David Cameron in his remaining months in office. We also pray for leaders across Europe and around the world as they face this dramatic change. 
Let us pray especially that we may go forward to build a good united kingdom that though relating to the rest of Europe in a new way will play its part among the nations in the pursuit of the common good throughout the world. I don't know how you've uh, responded, but I just encourage us uh, to pray. And in, t- in, in uncertain times, it's good just to lift stuff uh, up to God. And I think it's probably fair to say, however you voted, whatever your perspective, can I encourage you to be praying for uh, our, our leaders, for David Cameron, for Boris Johnson, for Michael Gove, for all the people, all the players involved, um, you know um, their names. And uh, it seems that we're in slightly uncertain times with what's going to happen. Obviously, David Cameron's uh, handed in his resignation in October. Uh, but who knows where this is going to go? And pundits are, are mapping the future political landscape, but we don't really know. So let's just be praying for everyone, and let's be praying for the government, uh, praying for the political parties who represent us, who we've also voted into power, and um, just lift them up to God and pray for our country, pray for our response, uh, and pray for our future. That's the first thing. The second thing uh, I want to encourage us to do is to be people who reimagine the future. And this is something, again, that was in this statement from the archbishops. And, you know, I want to encourage us to reimagine however we voted uh, on Thursday and uh, actually think about how we can uh, respond to this as Christians. And again, I like what the uh, archbishops say. They say this, the vote to withdraw from the European Union means that now we must all reimagine both what it means to be the United Kingdom in an interdependent world and what values and virtues should shape and guide our relationships with others. So, you know, uh, if you voted to remain and we're, we're leaving, you know, there's a reimagining that needs to happen a re-engagement that needs to happen. And uh, also, that needs to happen if you voted to uh, stay, uh, uh, sorry, to leave the EU. You know, there's a, there's a reimagining uh, as to what this might look like. And there's a sense, I don't know what your, your sense would be, there's almost a sense of people don't really know. Uh, some comment in one of the papers was, you know, this raises at least a million questions. And so we, we need to actually reimagine uh, personally Uh, and also together. Thirdly, I want to encourage us to reunite and uh, come together. I don't know, it may may just be me, but have you had sort of, at times, slightly awkward conversations with people about this? Do you know what I mean? And sometimes you think, oh, they're in that, they're going to vote that way, and then you discover they're not and you have a sort of funny conversation by the water cooler at work or whatever. Or, um, you know, some people have made some unhelpful um, comments about this stuff uh, too. We need to actually just watch our relationships and reunite. And I spoke to some people on Friday night who, who both said that they'd had some quite unhelpful um, comments from people, uh, especially on social media. media. You know, social media uh, is going a bit crazy. And so we need to actually uh, reunite together. And again, the, the archbishops picked up on this. Citizens of the United Kingdom, whatever our views during the referendum campaign, we must now unite in a common task to build a generous and forward-looking country, contributing to human flourishing around the world. 
We must remain hospitable and compassionate, builders of bridges and not barriers. Many of those living among us and alongside us as neighbors, friends, and work colleagues come from overseas and some will feel a deep sense of insecurity. We must respond by offering reassurance, by cherishing our wonderfully diverse society, and by affirming the unique contribution of each and every one. And I don't know about you, but I've already had conversations with people who are really worried about the future and suddenly certain bits of of funding is going or people are suddenly thinking, actually, what's my immigration status here now? And other people are thinking, oh, can I go on holiday? Or we've got parents living in the EU. You know, what does this mean? And so I, I want to encourage us to uh, reunite. And, uh, you know, um, I think this is important. And actually, this can be potentially quite divisive. It can be uh, potentially emotive. But actually, as Christians, we, we have so much to unite on. And I, I, he, please hear me. I'm not suggesting that uh, you know, there's real conflict and awfulness amongst us. I'm not suggesting that. But it's funny, isn't it, how, how relationships can be a bit strained in these sorts of situations. Or you can find yourself distancing yourself from others uh, who may have voted differently or feel a bit annoyed with them uh, and those kinds of things. Uh, Next, I want to really encourage us to be people who forgive, uh, be humble, and act with courage. And I'm taking this again from this statement uh, from the archbishops who say this. The referendum campaign has been vigorous and at times has caused hurt to those on one side or the other. We must therefore act with humility and courage, being true to the principles that make the very best of our nation. Unity, hope, and generosity will enable us to overcome the period of transition that will now happen and to emerge confident and successful. The opportunities and challenges that face us as a nation and as global citizens are too significant for us to settle for less. However you voted, I think there's a general feeling that the way the campaign uh, was conducted was not really that helpful in the sense of mudslinging and personal stuff and inflated statistics, exaggerated facts. I don't know how you found it. I actually found it quite hard to get some sensible data. I found myself reading the Financial Times was the, uh, was the place I found I could get some relatively sensible, impartial stuff. Um, but I think, uh, actually, it's been a real shame uh, the way the campaign has been handled. I think, actually, it's been quite demeaning of people. And, um, you know, I think actually there is a sense in which we need to put these things behind us uh, and forgive and uh, also be humble in that as well. And um, there is as well, notice that call to be courageous, to actually, um, you know, work for the best of our nation as well, um, however you voted, to actually really, as people, think what we could do what we could model, if you like, in our own lives, in our own families, in the lives of our church uh, along uh, or in response to this issue. Now, the final thing I wanted to say is that I think it's also good to be uh, actually full of hope. And, you know, the reality of it is, is that we worship a God who is extraordinary, a God who's on his throne, uh, and a God who is with us. And I love the um, reading um, that Toby chose from Isaiah 9, 
just that prophecy of Isaiah's around the coming Messiah. You know, I got uh, um, Sue to read Philippians 2, uh, Jesus just coming to earth in, f- in human form. Because actually, uh, God is uh, in control. Uh, he's on his throne. He loves us. He delights in us. And he's actually uh, with us. Those passages all speak of that. They also speak of the sort of humility, the grace, the reimagining uh, that uh, the archbishops have been alluding to. So um, do be people of hope. So, you know, I think we do face an extraordinary shift in the country. We do face uncertain times. We do face actually a very different country to the one um, that we've grown up in. And our children are going to be actually in a very different country to uh, the one uh, we've got used to. But actually, God is the same. He's on his throne. He's in control. And uh, we're his people. And he walks with us. And he's for us, not against us. So uh, we need to be confident and actually have a sense of perspective, uh, a sense of hope, and really, ultimately, faith uh, in the living God whom we worship, who's called us, and and whom we're doing life with. So they are a few uh, reactions, if you like, uh, which I hope are helpful. Why not have a chat to the person next to you about those things? And um, I think it would be good if we uh, just talk about this a little bit. And then I know Andy uh, Wheeler wanted to say a few things, so I'll hand over to Andy in a minute. Why don't we just have a chat about what you make of all of that and um, conversation. Well, shall shall we come back together again? It's good, to, it's good to talk this through, isn't it? And, and one thing, uh, the problem with, with talking about this stuff is that, you know, uh, it's hard to do so in a, in a way that uh, sort of represents everything really, really well, obviously. And um, I did want to say that... Um, you know, I didn't want to present this as an oversimplification of, you know, Remainers feeling really, you know, distraught and people who voted to leave are feeling really happy because I know lots of Remainers and Leavers are slightly sort of um, fearful or, or anxious too. And, um, you know, uh, someone who just voted Remain just, just came up and said, look, I, I did feel I had to vote Remain and uh, yet... You know, I, 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 I do feel quite fearful about the whole thing. And actually, I'm feeling I, I better not put my head above the parapet sort of stuff. So it's complicated, isn't it? And what, whatever I'm saying, you know, there, there, there's going to be um, uh, stuff that you could say that, yes, but Mike, what about that? And that's absolutely right. But, you know, I'm just trying to make some general <laughs> comments that hopefully uh, will help, if that makes sense. Uh, what we're going to do, I'm going to hand over to Andy. And uh, Andy, do you want to say what you want to say? And then Jennifer's got something to say. Then we're going to pray together. Hello, everyone. I've been on holiday for a week. Probably a good place to be. Um, I just wanted to take a very few minutes just to, to say two or three things briefly. One is that before the referendum, during it and after it, uh, even though Sue and I were down in Cornwall, Mike and I were in contact. And I I think one thing I just want to say to you very 
clearly and carefully is that your clergy and your leadership here at St. Saviour's are concerned to think together, to pray together, and to try to provide some framework for us as a Christian community together. I, I, I do want you to know that, um, that this is possibly the most uh, decisive moment in our nation's history since the Second World War. We want, under God and in prayer, to seek to be uh, with you and for you uh, through this time. There are more big decisions to come, more upheavals to come, as, as, as you know, watching the news. And uh, I just want you to know that we are seeking to walk together, Mike and I particularly, but all your leadership, uh, and to seek to speak to you in ways that are helpful and hold us together as a Christian community. Uh, that's the prime thing I wanted to say. Two other things just very briefly. I think this could be whoever, whatever position we have had in recent weeks, this could be an extraordinary moment of national rebirth. This reimagining issue uh, is really important. I urge you to really take to heart to ponder the things that Mike has shared, not just because uh, of his leadership amongst us, but because they are also the reflection of our, of our two archbishops. I think they're wise and helpful. I think one of the things which has come to the surface, which we have known, but as a country we have not addressed, is the degree of despair and hopelessness uh, that inhabits many areas of our big cities. And I think that anger that sense of marginalization has been very potent in this time. And this is a moment in our nation's life where if we do not attend to that, if we do not respond to those who feel alienated and marginalized uh, in our society, uh, we will be uh, a, a profoundly divided country in the time to come. And the other thing I just want to say is this, to weigh with great value what we are as a church. Uh, we are God's paradigm for what human community can look like. We're broken, we fail, we get things wrong. On this front, we have different opinions like that. In all those ways, we are like human society anywhere. But this is the place where God is seeking to demonstrate what it is to live together in love, uh, and in understanding, despite our brokenness and our divisions and our different thoughts and, and different commitments. I urge you to take your participation in this fellowship and in the Church of Christ uh, around our nation very seriously as the place where uh, a pattern of life can be demonstrated to our nation. We need to learn to live lives of reconciliation, forgiveness, understanding, acceptance that begin to bring transformation. This is a crucial moment, and I urge you to hear what Mike has shared to assure you we will walk together and we will seek to talk to you with uh, how we feel the Lord is leading us and how we understand a Christian community can walk together. That's simply what I wanted to say.